baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Severe storms, including tornadoes, rumble across Kansas and Oklahoma. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. I felt it. A small earthquake that rumbled through East Wichita Saturday night. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Strong winds will continue through mid-morning here across south-central Kansas, but the severe weather threat has ended. Our forecast for the day coming up. A line of severe thunderstorms marched across Kansas from west to east Sunday night with reports of tornadoes and some damage in the southwest part of the state. Pea-sized hail and winds of 60 miles per hour reported in the Wichita area as the line of thunderstorms moved through Sunday night. No injuries or major damage reported. National Weather Service reports 92 hundredths of an inch of rain near Eisenhower Airport as of midnight, and that's a record for the date at 92 hundredths. In southwest Kansas, the Seward County Emergency Management Director says four to five homes in Liberal have moderate to severe damage, apparently from tornadoes. And another 10 to 12 homes have moderate damage. In Finney County, the National Weather Service says a tornado was observed three miles northwest of Plymel. Another tornado was observed nine miles west of Calvesta. Quarter-sized hail reported at Ulysses. And an 83-mile-an-hour wind gust was clocked near Garden City. Well, did you hear it or did you, did you feel it? The small earthquake rumbling in East Wichita late Saturday night. The magnitude 2.3 quake was centered in East Wichita near 13th and Webb Road at 11.48 p.m. The quake was measured at a depth of 1.2 miles. No damage was reported. We've provided a map of the epicenter on the web story at knssradio.com. Rodney Price, KNSS News. A person died in a house fire in South Wichita in the 1100 block of South Wichita Street Friday morning. First responders found the house in flames. Search efforts were limited to one bedroom because the fire was so intense. And after the fire was knocked down, firefighters found one person in a part of the home that had been heavily involved in fire. That person's name has not been released. Cause of the fire has not been released. A 26-year-old Newton woman died in a crash north of Wichita Friday afternoon on I-135 at 101st Street. Kansas Highway Patrol says Rebecca Shields died after her southbound vehicle crossed a median and onto and into the northbound lanes of the interstate and then was hit by a semi-trailer. The semi-driver, a man in his 50s, was not hurt. Investigators have not said why the car crossed the median. A medical plane crashed in Nevada Friday, killing all five people on board. The National Transportation Safety Board is conducting an investigation to determine the cause of the crash. NTSB Vice Chairman Bruce Lenzberg laid out some of what they know during a news conference Sunday. The last radar return was at about 11,000 feet, and um, the evidence we have at this point is that the aircraft broke up in flight. 
Names of the dead have not been released. Norfolk Southern will begin soon shipping the toxic waste from this month's train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio, to approve toxic dumping facilities within Ohio. Fox's Mike Tobin has the latest from East Palestine. They didn't have anywhere to ship the contaminated material uh, that was being removed from the site here. And the problem came from the fact that they were shipping the soil and water to a couple of other states, but hadn't informed state officials, so those state officials stopped it in their home states. Now, the contaminated water, specifically water used to fight the fire, will go to a deep injection well in Vicar, Ohio, three hours away. And the contaminated soil is going to an incinerator in East Liverpool, Ohio, about a half hour from here. Fifteen truckloads or 210 tons of contaminated soil went to a facility in Wayne County, Michigan. Half a million gallons of firefighter water was shipped to Harris County, Texas, but officials there say no one informed them they were getting the hazardous waste. Norfolk Southern CEO told reporters his company will take the necessary steps to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Coming up in sports here in just a little bit, we'll tell you all about some shocker victories. A few of them over the last weekend. We'll tell you all about it coming up in sports. More than 100 other storm reports reported in Kansas and uh, parts of Oklahoma, Texas Sunday night. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Stephen, 10 in the morning. KNSS News Time now, 8.08, 8 minutes past 8 o'clock. More than 100 other storm reports recorded in parts of Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas as hurricane force winds and severe thunderstorms tore through the states. A gust of 114 miles per hour recorded in Memphis, Texas, equivalent to a Category 3 hurricane. At least two tornadoes were confirmed in Oklahoma where about 60,000 energy customers, energy customers were without power early today. Ukraine takes a major step in retaking the port city of Mariupol. Fox's Steve Harrigan is in Kiev. Certainly a surprising development that Ukrainians are hitting the city, now controlled by Russians. It's not clear with exactly what. If it is artillery, though, that would mean long-range artillery. Mariupol is more than 60 miles behind the front line, so it could be a sign that Ukraine has and is using new longer-range artillery. That's not what some of the Ukrainian soldiers have around the city of Kharkiv in the northeast of Ukraine. They are often firing Grad rocket launchers. These are Soviet-era weapons designed about 60 years ago. They have a range of about 12 miles. They're using them to attack Russian positions, and many of the soldiers Working those grads say they hope for some upgrades from the West as soon as possible. This comes as China seeks to bring Ukraine and their ally Russia to the negotiation table to end their conflict. A new law barring TikTok from U.S. government employees' work devices kicks in soon amid increasing tensions with China. The deadline is up for the Office of Management and Budget to release standards for federal agencies to remove TikTok from government devices. 
The agency had 60 days to develop standards for the app's ban after the Senate unanimously passed the No TikTok on Government Devices Act, citing national security concerns, alleging TikTok owned by Chinese parent company ByteDance could turn over American users' data to the Chinese government, which the company denies. The Treasury Department's Committee on Foreign Investment has been investigating TikTok and ByteDance, which have been trying to strike a deal with officials to keep operating in the U.S., including a proposal to let U.S. regulators oversee the platform's algorithms. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. KNS has news time now, 8.10, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. And right now we've got a traffic accident. This traffic accident is uh, affecting northbound traffic on I-135. This traffic accident happened at K-254. So watch out as you're uh, approaching that north junction area. Things really slowing down there. Again, that's northbound I-135, a traffic accident. As you're approaching K254, traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We had a taste of severe weather we don't normally experience this time of the year in February. With quiet weather settling in today, although a bit breezy here this morning, our high 68 later on this afternoon. Clear tonight and colder, our low 36, sunny and 67 tomorrow. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now a few clouds, 48 degrees. We have a west wind gusting to 21 miles per hour. Stephen's in the morning here on KNSS at 8.11. And uh, we want to check in with Fox News Radio's Ryan Spells this morning. Wants to talk about President Biden's weekend in review. And uh, we'll talk about some other things as well. Good morning, Ryan. Where's the president over the weekend? Hey. Hey, well, the, the president spent a lot of time in Delaware over the weekend, which is usually his spot where he's going, where he goes uh, on weekends. And now uh, he's actually going to be arriving here in just a few minutes because we have the call to gather. Okay. What about, uh, tell us about uh, this Supreme Court uh, taking up the challenge right. to the college loan forgiveness plan this week. Right. Yeah. So that, that's the big, that's the big talking point or the big, one of the big stories for the administration this week, because this certainly is one of his big agenda items, the, the decision to, to cut student loan or to, to, to enact student loan forgiveness. But this has faced some significant legal challenges from a lot of red states. So you have a significant number of, of legal advocates from blue states and a significant number of, of, of different politicians and legal advocates from red states going to be taking this uh, issue up at the Supreme Court with Republicans arguing this is uh, overreach without congressional approval uh, and saying it's going to hurt tax revenues for their respective states. But you also have Democrats saying that the president had the legal authority to do this because of the HEROES Act of 2003, which allows the executive branch to make changes to a COVID po- or to, a, to any type of student loan policy in the, in the face of a national emergency. Oh, so the, the national emergency, I would think, is pretty much over now. I, <laughs> well, th- that certainly is something that's going to be playing in here, right? <laughs> you yeah. Because uh, w- w- when these legal challenges were initially happening, uh, that that they that was not a, the case. You know, there was a a significant uh, a national emergency that was still in place that the administration was able to use uh, to to argue that, but. Uh, now that national emergency is gone, so that's certainly going to be a, a different aspect of this that that wasn't an, an issue before. Another aspect is, of course, uh, those of us who uh, my, my two youngsters, youngsters, not youngsters anymore, they made it through college without a whole lot of debt, of uh, the tiny bit I think for my daughter, but my son had none. Uh, and we look at that and we paid our way. We got scholarships. We got it done. And having that kind of stuff, you know, a big loan like that forgiven, 
that's not going to sit well with a lot of people. No, and that's certainly something that, that the administration or that, that the, those against this have argued. But then you also have the administration saying, well, there's there could be 40 million people that are impacted this by the cost of rising education. So uh, don't be shocked if this kind of gets brought back up in Congress where they kind of say, well, we've got to find a solution to the rising cost of education. You know, we've interviewed Senator Rick Scott on this programming before about a bill that he has that would force universities to use some of their endowment money when it comes to to, to, to financial aid. So those are certainly all, all things that need to be conversed when it comes to Congress. All right, Jeff. Uh, thanks for being with us this morning. We appreciate your help. That's Ryan Spells. Fox News Radio, couple us out, tell us about the president's weekend and that uh, loan forgiveness plan, which, hmm, as you may have uh, discerned, I don't mind telling you, I, I'm not real keen about that. Uh, for anybody who's just who's made it on their own through there and those who had to get some and have paid off big loans, you know, it it's, doesn't seem, you know, I, I go back to what doesn't seem fair, and it isn't fair. But uh, uh, anyway, it's politics as usual, I guess. Um you know, the uh, today is uh, Monday, February 27th, next to the last day of February already. And it was on this date in 1922 that the Supreme Court in Lesser versus Garnett unanimously upheld the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, which guaranteed the right of women to vote. That was in 1922, just 100 years ago. So there you go. That's a lot of controversy involving uh, the cartoonist who does the comic strip Dilbert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some prominent media publishers dropping the strip after its creator referred to people who are black as members of a hate group and Ooh. urged white people to get away from them. Ooh. The backlash against Dilbert began after a YouTube video released this past week by comic strip creator Scott Adams. Among those dropping Dilbert are the USA Today N Network and major newspapers in Los Angeles, Cleveland, and San Antonio. Adams defended himself Saturday on social media, but uh, I don't know anything about Mr. Adams. I've, I have in the past uh, enjoyed his comic strip. Uh, mm -hmm. Delbert's this little guy in an office who's got his tie, his tie that goes in a funny shape. Goes, <laughs> it points straight up for some reason. Right. And uh, it was uh, at, when I, I read it, I, I haven't for years, but I suppose it's 10, 11 years since I really looked at a Delbert, but... I always found him amusing, found him funny, but apparently this guy's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's got some attitudes and, and some uh, ideas that are really annoying people right now. Yeah, well, he, he's, a, he's a very frequent Twitter user. We'll put it that way. Oh, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Basically someone who can't not say something. Oh, okay. Seems can't like. control the, yeah, it's got, okay, got to say it. Yeah, got to no. gotta get it right out there. Got to get it right, right in front of everybody. Like tweets it, all the time. Like it really matters. Okay. <laughs> Mexico's president, kind of weird, I guess, uh, <laughs> posting a photo on his social media account showing what he says appears to be a mythological woodland spirit oh. similar to an elf. Okay. President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador did not seem to be joking when he posted the photo Saturday of an alux, a mischievous woodland spirit in Mayan folklore. Okay. The nighttime photo shows a branch forming what... Looks like a halo of hair and what may be stars forming in the figure's eyes. Oh, that sounds weird. Lopez Obrado <laughs> has long expressed reverence for indigenous cultures and beliefs. Huh. He wrote uh, next to the photo, everything is mystical. Ooh. All right. Should have written, 
written everything is weird. <laughs> the old chupacabra. Yeah, yeah the picture of an elf. <laughs> Eight seventeen. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS, and uh, Ted Woodward with the day off, and Jad Chambers is on the sports desk, talking about Shocker basketball on the road that, last night. Yeah, that's right. They uh, they were in New Orleans facing Tulane. Uh, you heard the game yesterday over on 103.7 KEYN. Throws it out front to cross. One dribble and a handoff to Forbes. Ball got slapped loose. Rojas recovers up to Porter, who's behind the field and dunks with both hands. Yeah, Walton did a good job of, of getting that steal and then looked up the court to Porter, and he had a highlight reel dunk there. James Rojas got a career-high 22 points and eight rebounds. Louisiana native Jerron Pierre Jr., uh, season-high 28 points in his return to his home state. And Craig Porter Jr., it was his 23rd birthday. He got a triple-double in that big dunk. And Wichita State holds off Tulane, 83-76. Next up for the Shockers. Ooh, it's going to be a tough one tomorrow. They are on the road to face the number one team in the nation, Houston. So uh, that's going to be a tough one for the Shockers tomorrow night on the road. So, uh, Wow. Facing the number one team. Shocker softball team wrapped up the North Texas Invitational Sunday with two more wins. They beat Northwestern State 5-2 and then North Texas again 5-3. The Shockers improved to 12-3 with a perfect 4-0 uh, in Denton in that uh, Invitational, including a pair of wins over North Texas. And that team started off the season ranked in the top 25. Uh, Sydney McKinney extended her hitting streak to 33 games. That's the sixth longest in NCAA history. It's a weekend sweep for the Shocker baseball team over Utah Tech as well. They won Friday 5-3 to three in 10 innings. And then on Saturday, they came back and just crushed the Trailblazers. 10-3 and 10 to nothing in a doubleheader on Saturday. The Shockers improved to 4-3. and three. They returned to Wichita for their first home games of the season next or this week. Wichita State will open a three-game series against Oakland starting on Friday. Tonight, over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, well, it's Shocker Coaches Show Night on uh, KFH. Six o'clock, we've got the WSU men's basketball head coach Isaac Brown on the WSU Coaches Show, followed at seven o'clock by the WSU women's basketball head coach Keitha Adams on the WSU Coaches Show, and then at eight o'clock, it is the WSU Coaches Show with baseball head coach Lauren Hibbs. All those tonight over on KFH. This weekend in uh, college basketball Big 12 action, Dewan Harris, one point shy of a career high as he scored 17 points to help lift number three Kansas over West Virginia. It was a close one, 76 to 74. Uh, over on the K State side of things, number 14 K State. Uh, Marquis Noel, 22 points, 8 assists, and 4 steals. And Kansas State defeated Oklahoma State 73-68. to It's the Wildcats' third straight win. Now, in the Big 12, with a loss to Baylor, Texas dropped down to second place in the conference. KU all alone up at the top. Just behind Texas, K-State is in third place. That's how things are shaping up in the Big 12. And not such a good uh, weekend for the Wichita Thunder uh, they were in Ohio versus the Toledo Wallo, uh, Toledo Walleye. Toledo got the 5-1 to one win yesterday afternoon, and that capped off a weekend sweep of the Thunder. Uh, Wichita closes a four-game road swing at 7.05 tomorrow night in Independence, Missouri, facing off against uh, the Mavericks, Kansas City Mavericks. That's sports 
on Steve and Ted in the morning. 821 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Sean says, good money after bad in Ukraine. That story coming up. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, KNSS, now 8.30 and 48 degrees. A new report in the Wall Street Journal says the Energy Department believes the coronavirus leaked from a Chinese lab. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson has more from the White House. President Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, refusing to confirm nor deny that classified report. He spoke earlier. There is a variety of views in the intelligence community. Some elements of the intelligence community have reached conclusions on one side, some on the other. A number of them have said they just don't have enough information to be sure. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall releasing a statement a short time ago, quote, I'm pleased the Department of Energy has finally reached the same conclusion that I had already come to. I have requested a full and thorough briefing from the administration on this report and the evidence behind it. Now, the U.S. Department of Energy is responsible for 17 national labs, including Los Alamos, which designed the first nuclear bomb. The FBI also believes the virus that triggered the crushing global pandemic came from a lab. Take a look at traffic now with uh, Jad Chambers. Got something going on out there in the streets this morning. And that's right. Just heard the report. Northbound I-135 down by Pawnee. The report is we got a ladder in the roadway there. A ladder. Okay. Yeah, watch out for debris there. Ladder in the roadway northbound I-135 at Pawnee. Uh, watch out for that. A Sedgwick County inmate was hospitalized after being stabbed with a makeshift weapon Friday morning. A 37-year-old inmate assaulted by another inmate inside a housing unit. The injured inmate taken to a hospital where he was treated and released. The suspect was identified as a 41-year-old man from Wichita and has been booked on additional charges. Goddard Mayor Hunter Larkin tells KNSS News why changes to the city's government had to happen. Goddard's growing. We need to change. We have infrastructure that is very badly falling apart. We have a frontage road in front of Vermeer that is just crumbling into pieces we have a library that needs to be repaired it's been badly badly neglected and we have a community center that needs to be repaired and so things like this are going to get changed now hunter larkin a guest of sunday night on the john whitmer show on knss an arrest is made in connection with a deadly accident involving cyclists in arizona Police arresting the driver of a pickup truck, 26-year-old Pedro Quintana Lujan, on numerous charges including two counts of manslaughter, three counts of aggravated assault, and 18 counts of endangerment. Two bicyclists were killed, 11 others hospitalized after Quintana Lujan allegedly hit the cyclists Saturday morning in Goodyear, Arizona. A woman died at the scene, a man died at a hospital. Police say Quintana Lujan stayed at the scene. No word of speed or an impairment played a factor. Paul Stevens, Fox News. A teacher in Virginia is awarded $5 million for a false sex abuse charge. The judgment coming in a civil case against the police official who arrested 36-year-old Kimberly Winters in an early morning raid. It came after a former student accused Winters of sex abuse. Back in 2018, she claimed police barged into her room, grabbed her from her bed, and left her outside in handcuffs for neighbors to see. The case was dropped months later after prosecutors further looked into the allegations. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. 
Sunny, uh, let's take a look at the forecast now with uh, KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. The severe thunderstorms that rolled through south-central Kansas last night brought us some gusty winds and also just over an inch of rain. It's going to be much quieter here today as we start the work week. Sunshine and breezy with a high 68 later on this afternoon. Clear, colder tonight, Tarlow 36, sunny and 67 Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a few clouds, 48 degrees. We have a west wind gusting to 21 miles per hour. 8.34 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Time for entertainment news. The Blur with Jad Chambers today. Jad? The weapon specialist from the movie Rust, who was charged with involuntary manslaughter along with Alec Baldwin, is dealing with death threats, according to her attorney. Jason Bowles, the lawyer for Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, says that uh, Gutierrez-Reed has gotten uh, numerous threats and had to file for a restraining order against a stalker because authorities released documents in the case that included her personal information. Uh, Gutierrez-Reed made her first formal court appearance Friday in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who died in 2021 when Baldwin pointed a gun at her during the scene rehearsal and it went off. Gutierrez-Reed will plead not guilty, but the judge did not accept that plea. Baldwin has waived his right to a hearing and entered a plea of not guilty. So that all continues there. Uh, There's likely going to be a sequel to a 2003 Disney movie. A little bit more from Fox's uh, Monica DeLuca. The inside scoop on a Freaky Friday sequel comes from Jamie Lee Curtis, who says, quote, it's going to happen. While a Jamie Lee Curtis-Lindsay Lohan reunion hasn't been officially announced, Curtis sharing her thoughts on the rumors with Yahoo Entertainment at the Producers Guild Awards. She added, we're both committed to it, and it's not ours to make, it's Disney's to make, and I think they're interested and we're talking. Back on February 14th, Curtis sparked online commotion by sharing a photo of herself and Lohan on Instagram, captioning it, it's Friday, I'm just saying, freaky fingers crossed. Monica DeLuca, Fox News. The best performances from film and television in 2022 were honored at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Fox's Brian Holtgren with more on that. The film Everything Everywhere All at Once winning four of the five film categories Sunday night. The 2022 comedy drama scoring wins for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading Role for Michelle Yeoh and Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture, among others. The HBO Max series The White Lotus scoring two wins, including Jennifer Coolidge for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Drama Series. Other highlights include Brendan Fraser taking home the award for Outstanding Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role for his film The Whale, and actress Sally Field was honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award. Brian Holkren, Fox News. I know I keep saying it, but I really still have to get out and see everything everywhere all at once. Keep hearing all these uh, great things about it. Fox's parent, or uh, sorry, HBO's parent company is going after Paramount over South Park. Fox's Michelle Polino has more. South Park is in the middle of a lawsuit. However, it's not from Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. HBO Max's parent company filed a lawsuit that goes after Paramount Global, accusing the company of reneging on parts of a $500 million licensing deal in 2019 for the streaming rights to episodes of South Park. The lawsuit alleges that Paramount blatantly propped up Paramount Plus at the expense of Warner HBO, and they engaged in duplicitous contortions of fact and breaches of contract in order to steer the South Park specials to its own streaming site, Paramount 
Paramount Plus. The lawsuit says that it received only a few new episodes as part of that 2019 deal. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Singer and actor Josh Groban celebrates his 42nd birthday today. Since his uh, breakout performance at the 1998 Grammys, pop vocalist Josh Groban has sold over 20 million, 22 million albums in the U.S. domestically. He was the best-selling artist of 2007. Groban has acted in movies like Crazy Stupid Love, Muppets Most Wanted, and appeared on television shows like Glee and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, also Parks and Recreation. So there we go. Josh Groban. 42 years old today. American rock guitarist and uh, probably best known as the founder and lead guitarist for Journey, Neil Schoen, 69 years old today. Schoen was a uh, member of Santana before forming Journey. He joined Santana when he was 17 years old and I found this really interesting. Uh, at the time, when he joined Santana, he did so by turning down Eric Clapton, who wanted him to be in Derek and the Dominoes. So, uh, turned down Eric Clapton to join Santana and then formed Journey. Neil Schoen, 69 years old today. Janis Joplin posthumously started a nine-week run at number one. On this day in music history with the album Pearl in 1971. Pearl was uh, Janis Joplin's second and final solo studio album, released in 1971 after her death in, the Octo- in October of 1970. The album has sold over 4 million copies and features the number one hit, Me and Bobby McGee, that song written by Chris Christofferson. So there we go. Janis Joplin posthumously started a nine-week run at number one uh, with the album Pearl on this day in 1971. And going back to 1971, yet again in entertainment history, you remember the ad, Steve. I'm pretty sure you do. The 1971 anti-pollution ad. It shows a man in Native American attire yep. shedding a tear... At the site of smokestacks and litter, that ad has a new owner, the National Congress of American Indians. The nonprofit Keep America Beautiful, which commissioned the ad initially, announced last week that it's transferring the ownership of that commercial to the NCAI. The NCAI Executive Director Larry Wright Jr. says that it will monitor the use of the ad for its use only for historical context. Wright says that the group will discontinue the use of the ad for the most part because they consider it inappropriate then and remains inappropriate now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Inappropriate. I guess so. Oh, yeah. Inappropriate for a Native American person to be saddened by pollution. Hmm. Uh, Maybe it's the depiction of the American Indian gentleman. As as an American. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, they, it's always something. They say historical context only for that ad. Okay, fine. <laughs> the latest Marvel movie holds on to number one at the box office. Fox's Kathleen Maloney reports. 
Quantumania selling $32.2 million worth of tickets, far less than its first weekend in theaters. Cocaine Bear debuts on an unexpected high in the number two spot. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? The R-rated horror comedy about a big bear terrorizing a town after ingesting a duffel bag full of cocaine, raking in $23.1 million in its opening weekend. The 70s-set Christian drama Jesus Revolution also debuted strongly at number three, with $15.5 million in ticket sales. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. Imagine you're going to be rushing out to the theaters to see Cocaine Bear. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Of course, it was, uh, I don't know. The origin story of that one is apparently there were at least a couple of reported incidents of, of police finding a very much not alive bear next to a big bag of cocaine. And back in the 80s, that was reported happening a couple of times, and somebody ran across that story and just decided they were going to make a horror movie where the bear gets all coked up and starts killing people. So that's uh, didn't didn't quite crack the top of the box office. Ant-Man Quantumania is still the latest Marvel movie, still at the top of the box office. That's all we have today for The Blur, Steve. 8.42 now, and coming up, we've got uh, the Wichita Business Journal update for you. Fuselage issues again halt Boeing 787 Dreamliner deliveries. That's all the way. Steve is head of the morning here on KNSS. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Stephen, 10 of the morning, KNSS, 847 now on this Monday morning. 
Three big things. Three. Basketball, Wichita State 83, Tulane 76. Two. Small earthquake rattles east of Wichita Saturday night. No real damage reported. One. Severe storms have rumbled across Kansas and Oklahoma. Several tornadoes touched down. Damage, injuries, but no fatalities reported. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Traffic volume's thinning here in the Wichita area right now. Uh, just continue to watch for a bit of a slowdown. Uh, this slowdown will be a banded vehicle. Westbound Kellogg, it's right there at the ramp to I-135. Uh, also this morning, uh, abandoned vehicle northbound I-135 at the ramp to K-254. Uh, they've moved that crash vehicle off to the side of the road, but it's going to be there for just a little bit, so continue to watch for a slowdown up there at the North Junction. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 68 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low 36. Tuesday sunny, tomorrow's high 62 degrees. Now a few clouds, 48 degrees. We have a west wind gusting to 21 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 of the morning here on KNSS. And uh, on Friday, Wall Street uh, closed down. Dow down, uh, the Dow averaged down 337 points. NASDAQ off 195. S&P down 62. But it's Monday morning and uh, stocks are going the other way right now. The Dow is up 220 points as we speak. S&P is up 28. And uh, NASDAQ is up just under 104 points. So at least... To start today, Wall Street's looking pretty good so far today. A majority of the nation's business economists expect a U.S. recession to begin later this year than they had previously forecast after a series of reports have pointed to a surprisingly resilient economy despite steadily higher interest rates. 58% of 48 economists who responded to a survey by the National Association for Business Economics Envision a uh, recession sometime this year, same proportion who said so in the NABE's, NABE's survey in December. And they are still expecting a recession sometime later in the year. Looking at local business news this morning now from the Wichita Business Journal, Cargill has two new members in its C-suite. The Minneapolis-based parent company of the Cargill North American Protein Business headquartered in Wichita announced it has named Joanne Knight its CFO, and appointed Philippa Purser as its head of strategy. Knight's appointment removes the interim tag from her role leading finance. After she was named acting CFO in January, following the departure of CFO Jamie Miller, who went on to be named CFO of EY Global. Purser has been with Cargill 32 years in a variety of leadership positions around the globe, most recently serving as the head of its agriculture supply chain group for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Cargill's protein unit in Wichita employs around 1,000 people. Boeing has again halted deliveries of its 787 Dreamliner wide-body jet over an issue with the aircraft's fuselage. According to a report from the Puget Sound Business Journal, Boeing said it discovered an analysis error by a supplier related to the forward pressure bulkhead and alerted the Federal Aviation Administration. The company has put deliveries on hold while it responds to the issue. Quote, there is no immediate safety of flight concern for the in-service fleet, Boeing said in a statement to the Business Journal. 
The forward pressure bulkhead is part of the forward fuselage manufactured in Wichita by Spirit Aerosystems. And that's local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And yeah, a little excitement last night. The, the uh, severe weather, spring severe weather season getting off to a, a loud start. A lot of attention last night uh, down in the southwest part of Kansas. Uh, several tornadoes with some, some storm damage down there to homes and so forth. And then down in Norman, Oklahoma, which is just south of Oklahoma City, we had the damage reported there and some injuries. Uh, so far, we've uh, not seen any reports of, uh, of anyone killed. So that's the good part of it. And we got record-breaking rainfall here in Wichita, 92 hundredths of an inch, just under an inch of rain last night at uh, Eisenhower Airport. And the old record was set back in 1903, so we had a record uh, overnight. Today is a National Strawberry Day. These juicy, sweet berries can brighten up any dish and are delicious all on their own, there are few different stories behind the origin of the name strawberry. The more widely accepted version is that the berries would drop off the leaves and be- become strewn about the plant. Over time, strewn berries became strawberries. So that, <laughs> there's the story on that one. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, i got a couple of things coming up I wanted to tell you about. And of course, Ted's got the... Uh, Gridiron show coming up in March uh, where the journalists get together and put on the skits and so forth, making fun of the yeah. news of the day. A little bit of a comedy show. And, Good uh, stuff there. Here in the next few days, I'm going to be doing some MC work. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, in fact, Wednesday is a big event every year for the uh, Junior Achievement folks here in Wichita. They uh, do their Business Hall of Fame banquet, uh, and it'll be at uh, the dock at the, at the, uh, uh, the hangar. The Dock Hangar out in West Wichita by the airport. So I'm going to be the MC of that, hosting, co-hosting uh, with my good friend, uh, with my good friend Susan Peters. So we'll be doing that. We've done it several years, and we'll be doing that Wednesday. Then later on in, in March uh, 9th, March 8th, Wichita West High School Distinguished Alumni Hall of Fame at Rolling Hills Country Club. That's my alma mater, and they've uh, asked me if I wouldn't come and do the MC work on that one, so... I said, well, sure, I'd love to do it. By the way, this Junior Achievement uh, uh, Hall of Fame is pretty cool. The class of 2023 uh, inductees will be Jill Hatton from uh, Don Hatton Dealership and Pink Saloon Boutique and Todd Lair, Leading Technology Composites Incorporated, LTC, Larry Fleming from the LDF Companies, and uh, Ron Draper from Textron Aviation. So, we are, I am, looking forward to that Wednesday night this week. Uh, there you go. So, we got it. We're, we're off and rolling here on a Monday morning. A uh, couple of birthdays. Joanne Woodward is 93. That's the widow of Paul Newman and a ter- terrific actor in her own right. She had an, act, she had an Oscar for uh, Three Faces of Eve. And, of course, uh, Paul Newman died, I think, uh, 2006 is when he died. But uh, uh, she's having a birthday. She's 93. Tony Gonzalez is 47. Remember Tony Gonzalez? He actually kind of invented that pass-catching tight end thing when he was at Kansas City, played for the Chiefs, and uh, he was a, had a lot of records there. He's 47 today. And a first daughter, former first daughter, Chelsea Clinton, having a birthday today. Chelsea Clinton is 43 years old today. All right, Stephen Ted in the morning. Thanks for tuning us in this morning. Coming up. 
the Glenn Beck program, uh, a report saying that COVID-19 pandemic likely came from a Chinese lab. They'll be talking about that on Glenn Beck. Top of the hour news today, severe storms march across Kansas and Oklahoma with injuries, <coughs> excuse me, but no fatalities. If you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Steve and Ted in the morning, 97, uh, 80, 98, 7 and 1330, KNSS, Wichita. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.